0: Everybody, I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to enter the Small Biz Chat podcast giveaway contest for the next 30 days starting today you'll have the chance to win amazing prizes if you subscribe to the podcast all you need to do is take a screenshot after you subscribe to the small biz chat podcast and tag me small biz lady on twitter or instagram once a week i'll select a winner and you have a chance to win one of my autographed books become your own boss in 12 months or fix your business or you might even get a chance to win one of my limited edition small biz chat podcast t-shirts Don't delay. Subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. everyone, and welcome back to Small Bitch Chat. I am so excited to talk to my next guest, Sharia Jackson. She is the author of this book. If you guys can't see it, it is Boss Bride, and it's blowing up everywhere. I'm so excited that we were able to even get on her calendar to get her here tonight. Sharia is the relationship and editor for Essence magazine, and she inspires more than 13 million women who subscribe to Essence every single month. And now she has written this amazing book about how to be a boss bride, a powerful woman's playbook for love and success. I have my copy and I gotta tell you guys, this is a good book. And I, I am married, divorced, single, I'm a mom. Like look, this book actually even helped me. So I listen, y'all need to get on this. Boss bride, it's amazing. So. I, I, you know, Tria, there is so much to talk about. I want to jump right in because, listen, it's hard out here for boss chicks. <laughs> I, I need you to inspire us. <laughs> give us some hope, girl. Okay, so <laughs> I, I listen. It is hard to have a great business and a great partner, but you, and we should not give up hope. And no. i
1: tell me why. First of all, thank you. It's such an honor. I'm a, I'm a small biz chat alum and family, and so it's so good to be here with you live tonight. And as you said, one of the reasons I wrote the book was for women like you, women who were killing it in their careers, who really were setting this world on fire, and was were wondering if it was possible would I have to sacrifice the desires of my heart to have the sexy career that I want. And so I set out to answer the questions for that I had. And so absolutely, it's possible. This. I gathered all the evidence that, yes, it is possible to be the phenomenal small biz lady that you are and so many of your audience are, and also know there's space in your life to have that great love. It will require us to be strategic. It will require us to be intentional, just as we are in our businesses. And what I did found is a lot of those strategies that work to have success in your business, you can bring some of those habits into your personal life.
0: All right. Well, look, let's been here because I know that there are a lot of women business owners and business owners period that yeah. are
1: divorced. Yes. So
0: I I need you to, you know, and, and the and some of the most successful business women I know never got married at all. So yes.
1: I, I I need you to help me understand. Break that down to say, because you're saying, and it's funny, that was one of the things that I was seeing as well, but once I realized, re- you know, six fi- secrets of six figure women really broke down. A lot of women in that book talked about, it went two ways, right? You either, either had married well and you had someone who was your number one cheerleader or the reverse. So the research does show that the person you decide to partner with absolutely will impact your professional success. The problem is we've been trained around businesses. We have resources like this for our business. We're not often being as intentional and educated to make decisions so that you don't have to, so that you can be in a a relationship that forwards your business and doesn't take away. And so that reality is true. But as you know, I I definitely saw this as Kismet. I didn't know that Bumble Biz would be the partner. I love Bumble, I use Bumble. Um, I spoke at Bumble's Southwest event down in Austin this year. And one of the things they bring to the forefront is the impact of having the right people, but to also give yourself permission to be in in environments with the type of quality person you deserve. So one of the things that, particularly for your boss chicks, I need you when it comes to your personal life, not to act like you're not the boss chick that you are. And so the same way you're leveling up professionally, we have to level up not your dating pool, but your single C. So yeah, it might be a little bit more difficult for a professional woman to find that right person. But part of my job is to make sure you're expanding your circle so you can meet the quality person. Because if you got a million dollars in the bank for your business, if you have corporate contracts, you've already broken the norm. You've already done the sort of the incredible amazing. So it's not so much to ask that there be one person on this planet of 7 billion people that you could have some compatibility with. All right,
0: Sheree. all right. Now, listen, you say that there are three types of relationships for boss chicks. Tell us what, yes. what they are.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the things, the reality is I talked about there's three types of common relationships because this book is not just me talking. I interviewed more than a hundred working wives, women who were having professional success, women I admired, who also were healthy relationships. And I wanted to know, it's mm-hmm. working for you. What can we learn from your relationship? And what I found from studying their relationships, there are three common types of relationships for powerful professional women. The first is a companion. I found a lot of women, look at Oprah and Stedman. They're not necessarily partners in her business. You don't see him popping up on own. He's her companion. And he makes sure that when she's off the clock, when she's not running a network, that she has someone to talk to, engage with someone to don't us. And then there's a partnership. That's Michelle and Barack Obama. You see them We're running for basically that was their presidency, where you see that they're all in, not just on a personal level, but what's happening for you professionally. I'm involved with that as well. And it's more of an equality and a more integration within that relationship. And the third relationship, after you have someone who want a companion, some people want a partner and some want a provider. And this is when there is one partner, when there is one person in that relationship who really takes on the responsibility for that unit. Often it's financially, but they're really sort of the leader guiding where that union goes. Often, traditionally, it has been the men, but we are seeing women who are comfortable being in a provider role and taking that on in their relationship. And so those three, but it's important that you, A, get clear on what you desire, because some women want more than a companion. You want someone who's coming, you come home, what happened with your client? And some women are like, once I'm home, I want to keep things separate. And so you have to be clear on that because it will dictate how you date all right so now you're saying if i know that i want a partner you're That's saying
0: it. that there are hot spots to me yes. you're supportive okay i need you to
1: tell us where do there's you so many out? hot spots the
0: home depot and pretend like i don't know where the stuff is what, what Listen, I said,
1: you know it's well you know, there's one thing, the hot spots you want to check out. And you talk about something else, which is checking your checklist. So for my professional women, particularly if you're single and ready to really attract love at a higher level, check your checklist. That's in Chapter 3. But later in Chapter 3, which is called Date Like a Pro, I give you my hotspots for it as a boss bride dater. And so some of those hotspots actually bumble. I've gone on first dates in Paris. I've gone on first date in South Africa, all thanks to Bumble. And so I'm definitely pro the app, but any type of digital platform. MC Light met her husband on on an online site. Like you want to be open because the thing about online dating is it gives you a chance to be in the single seat while you're asleep. And so, particularly if you're busy, you want to make sure you're keeping your options open. Now, particularly for women like you, Melinda, my busy, savvy women travel hubs. And so, you really want to up level and get the get your 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 gold card. Get some take advantage of traveling. Get in those lounges and meet some incredible people. Also conferences, go to hotel bars, go to the best hotel bar in your town. You often meet people who are traveling because so much of this conversation is not just about who you know, it's about who they know. So even when you meet someone, you're like, oh, he's not my type. He's a little shorter. He lives in Cincinnati. So what? You don't know if his cousin is your husband. Stay open and let people know what you're looking for. I love it. I love it. All right. Now give me your top three tips for bread winning
0: wives. Like if yes.
1: you- First of all, you have to know that you are in the you are in almost what we're really at the tipping point for that to be a majority. More than 40 percent of American households have a female breadwinner. So the first thing you have to do as a female breadwinner is embrace your reality. You have nothing to be ashamed about and you are a part of really a new frontier for women. And it is not a bad thing. The second thing you have to do as a female breadwinner is you really have to resist other people's opinions. So often the stress that female breadwinners feel is not from their partner, it's from everybody else. What your mama, what his cousin, all these other voices who are not a part of your union. So if they don't have a vote, if they're not putting money in that household, they don't have conversation. So you really have to block that out. And one of the third and most critical things you have to do as a female breadwinner is you really do have to discuss and identify your roles. Because one of the things I found interviewing so many powerful women who were breadwinners was the the myth that just because they were making more money or they were successful in their career didn't mean when they went home they wanted to run everything at home. But your partner might not automatically know that. So you wanna have those conversations as a unit and also make sure that you're pooling your resources. Because once you decide to get married, It's not just about what you make, but it's really the unit's money. I
0: love it. I love it. You
1: are dropping so many gems
0: here, but I gotta put a pin in it because we gotta go to commercial break. But when we come back, we're gonna be talking about boss chicks, babies, birth control, all that stuff. So (laughs) and we're gonna be right back. My new book Fix Your Business is really about encouraging people to take back control of their business and change how their businesses is run. It's not okay to skip paychecks. It's not okay to never feel like you can take a vacation. And it's also not okay to not know how much profit you've made in your business until your taxes are done. I really want business owners to stop letting their businesses be runaway trains. I've written this book to teach people processes and systems to help them run their businesses intentionally. My goal is to help existing entrepreneurs create a business that allows them to live their dream life. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and we are back with Small Biz Chat. We are talking with Sharia Jackson, and we are talking about being the boss, babies, and birth control. Oh, my. Ms. Sharia, you dropped some real pearls on us just a minute ago, but now I want you to talk to our audience you know, who might not be the type that are, you know, running these well-funded businesses. If you're running a bootstrapped business, which means you have self-funded it and there's not maybe necessarily money for nannies and all kinds of other stuff. How do you start a family while you're running a startup business? How do you do that?
1: How do you manage that? I love that you asked that question. And it was such an important topic that I put an entire chapter in the book. Chapter seven is called Tend to Your Ticking Clock and Your Sex Drive. Because the reality is to be a professional woman, the best years for you often to grow your business are also some of your best years to conceive if you choose to have a children. And so I am definitely a proud feminist, but there's there's no way around the reality that our fertility is finite. And so with that being the case, for a lot of women who I interviewed, it was really about managing your resources and owning that reality. And so I talk about egg freezing for women who are like, I really don't want to do it right now. Explore your options. There are options available. And if you are a woman who's like, I do want to add this new role of being a mother while also scaling my business, know that it will require that you to have the highest levels of support. And so what we know, and I'm so happy for the work you do, is all around reminding small business owners that they need a team. And when it comes to women and you do want to add that marriage, add that role of being a mother, you definitely have to be supported at a higher level. You have to leverage every resource available to you because you do have rights within the corporate sector. And as you go out into your own business, you do have the ability to tap into some incredible resources. So you definitely want to have your community. Well, I I hear you. I appreciate
0: that. But listen, I was 26 when I started my first business. I got married when I was 27, but I didn't have my son until I was 33. I waited five years to have my son because I had another baby that had all of my attention and it was my business. And so now it's been 19 years that I've been in business, but look, when I turned 32 and got pregnant with my son, I ended up with a high risk pregnancy on bed rest. Mm -hmm. And we almost lost everything that year because my family's entire income came out of my business. So it's no small thing to be running a business and then all of a sudden, you know, find yourself pregnant. And so I really want to give some real thought to, you know, what kinds of support systems do you need to have in place when you you know pull the trigger, or sometimes the trigger gets pulled for you, you know you never Absolutely.
1: know. Absolutely, and I love that you know one of the resources. I'm a student of yours, so in your become your all boss in 12 months, and your in your digital online course portion, you talk about you take us through that life plan piece, and I think that's the critical piece which you're speaking to is we have to incorporate that in your in your life plan because the same year that I'm trying to put this book out, I'm not I'm not I, I'm not I have planned not to have a baby, and so what we often have where we often lose so much ground is we're planning way more professionally and then we let our personal lives plan themselves. And so I actually have birth control for busy women in the book because there are some incredible options. You're not necessarily a teenager anymore. What you were using in college might not be what you're meeting your lifestyle now. And so I want women to explore an IUD, which will give you, you know, at least five years of contraception. So that's one thing you don't have to worry about. Look into the ring, look into other options. Because to Melinda's point, the same way your business baby requires such a high investment, that physical baby requires not even just the financial, but that time piece. And so I appreciate you for not under emphasizing how important this part of your life is. And for women who are thinking about it, part of my other side is to tell you, Make sure that if it is something that you do desire, that you plan for it. Because I'm I encounter a lot of women who didn't plan for it and then later in life are having that regret.
0: Yeah. I mean, but there's definitely women who said, you know what? I'm gonna be an awesome auntie, right? Yeah, and there's definitely yeah. women who said, I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to pour it all into my business and find my companion and we're going to have a great life and we're going to travel. And there is nothing wrong with that.
1: Nothing wrong. And you can, you always have the right to change your mind. I love that Holder from the Today Show just celebrated her birthday. She adopted a baby girl at 52. And so no matter where you are, your dreams can come true. They might come true at different times in different ways, but definitely to your point, everything is possible, but it's a very personal decision that we want to be thinking about.
0: Well, I cannot shout out enough your new book Bosch takes. It is a great read and it's actually really really helpful information. So if you're thinking about, you know, your next move career-wise, your next move in your love life, check it out. And Trey, thank you so much. And right now I have to tell you that you have just inspired all the boss chicks out there to know that there is love for them. So you have to believe God's promise that he has a partner for you if that's what you want. All right. So can't wait to see you next time. And remember this, you never lose in business, either you win or you learn. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.